Hump Day Quickie's Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickie's Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex-positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non-monogamous lifestyle. the founder of the Goodfellas and the host of the Plus One Room at Naughty in New Orleans, sits down with us to discuss how he helps to teach single gentlemen the ropes in the lifestyle and how he made sure my experiences with his guys were unforgettable. And we're back. Today we have TJ from the Goodfellas group. Met TJ at Naughty in New Orleans and... He ran the most amazing space that we have ever experienced anywhere, and it was the Plus One Room. So, welcome, TJ. Thank you. Thank you for the introduction. Welcome, welcome. Yes. And you downplayed that. When we say the most amazing space, from the moment I stepped foot even outside in the hallway to your Plus One Room, everything was just thought out from the first time I was approached by one of your gentlemen all the way through the experience and then as we were leaving. So... We'll talk about it, but I just want to say really just stuck out as one of our super highlights of this entire event and how well it was put together. We want to say how much we appreciate you for that. Thank you. And when you say thought, that's the biggest thing that I've done with all of this. The biggest thing about my thought process is that I want to create a safe space for you, for the women that come into that space, because it is overwhelming for some people. But when you go to Cheers, if you remember Cheers, Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you a hug when you hit my door, whether I know you or not. And then the guys are also hey how you doing welcome come on in and it's that cheers mentality so that yeah you come in there and you're like oh i can breathe you know mm-hmm. so that's what i try to do and that was felt so let's first start what is your brand and how yeah. would you best describe it the birth of the brand was because single men in the lifestyle were looked at very negatively yes mm-hmm. so as i would go out i represent myself differently from the others and so there was no place for me when i would go out to these events and so what i did is i started hosting my own parties and then as i grew people were like do you know anybody who's like you yeah, I do actually, because I know a lot of guys. And so then it naturally gravitated into a brand where I called myself the Goodfellas because the mob mentality, oh, Bill, oh, he's a good fella. And if you say he's a good fella, you already know then, that he's, mm-hmm. he understands everything about it. And so I created a space where single men could be safe and have a place where they're welcomed. And then it grew into even more about the female-centric environment. But the base of the group is organized group of respectful professional men. It started primarily for men of color because... When we were to go to this event, if we look at this particular event, our audience is mainly Caucasian. But then when you're doing variety and spice of life, most of the women here are like, well, I already have what I have at home. I want something different. Mm -hmm. And so then this is where we come into play. And the guys that are here, they're taught how to be gentlemen first and foremost. We'll get to all the intimate stuff later, but let's have a conversation about who are you? Where are you from? What's your name? But I'm all about female centric because I want you to be as safe and comfortable as possible because when you're safe and when the husband's safe, Mm -hmm. when he feels like he can sit back and he can breathe while Mm -hmm. she's enjoying herself, Mm -hmm. that's even more important for me. Absolutely. It's funny that you mentioned that single guys get that bad rap because before 
before we came down to Naughty, I had grand visions in my mind of, oh, all the things that I wanted Nessa to do in the plus one room. And she was beyond hesitant because of the stigma of the single guy. I mean, our local club actually does an excellent job at limiting the number of single guys. And that's strictly because it can become so overwhelming for women in that space that it then feels unsafe and you can't do what you want to do. While my experience at our club has always been pretty good, I've never felt unsafe. But there are just some guys that tend to be more aggressive, tend to be a little bit more pushy, when we were talking about the plus one room, that's kind of what comes to mind is I'm like, I don't know if I can be in a space where I might have three of that type of guy. Mm -hmm. You know, I can maybe deal with pushing one pushy guy off. But if I have more than that, then I'm going to be nervous. I don't want that experience. That's not what makes it fun for me. So when he talked about it, I'm like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But again, from that moment we walked outside that room, it was just amazing. So I want to talk to you a little bit about what you tell your guys and what you and I don't know if this is kind of like secret information you don't have to share it if you don't want to because if it's a secret then I get it because you're holding a really great secret it it should be trademarked (laughs) let's put it that way but yeah so I'd like to just know kind of what you talk your guys through or how you teach them Mm -hmm. to be the way they are in that space because it did such wonders for me in that space that I just I want to know the four pillars of my organization are based out of the four agreements. Don't make any assumptions. That's the first one. But these agreements can work very well in lifestyle and also in their life. So the first one um, is don't make any assumptions. Don't make any assumptions that she wants me to touch her because I haven't asked her. Don't make any assumptions that he's going to be a part of or he's not going to be a part of until we have the conversation. So we want to make sure that the guys know that don't make any assumptions about this event. Because even in this room, we don't know why the people are coming into the room. This is like the circus. You're like going around window shopping to see what you like. And then you come into these rooms. And if you're attacked by 15 guys, you're going to be like, I'm out of here. And so we don't make any assumptions. The other one is always do your best. So you mentioned about in the hallway. Mm hmm. The guys greeted you. Mm -hmm. They were, um, I say on their best behavior, but they were being their true authentic self, being gentlemen. And so that's important and critical. And so then the third one is don't take anything personal. Hey, would you like to play? Mm -hmm. No, I'm not interested in right now. Okay, well, when you're ready, if you're ready, then um, hey, there's no pressure. You know, there's no pressure. And then the last one is be impeccable with your word. Just for today, we said, hey, we're going to meet at 630. We met at 630. When we talk about in the lifestyle space, for me, which is why I embraced the four agreements, is because I would hear stories of couples saying, yeah, we went to New Orleans to meet this guy. We drove an hour away and he ghosted us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We got a hotel room. My wife was getting dressed and she was ready. We didn't hear from him. And then for me as a guy, it's like, oh, it was not a big deal. Mm -hmm. But I'd look at it from the wife's perspective. Maybe he didn't like my pictures. Mm -hmm. Um, What is it about me? Why he didn't show up? You know, why, why, why? And he's like, hey, he's just a jerk. But the question for the women was always why. And so I put those pillars in my organization organization so that they know. Uh, And even at this event, I had a guy who was like, we have meetings. And I tell them in my room or the plus one room, you got three people that you're representing. You're representing yourself first. And that's first and foremost. But then you represent the brand. Mm -hmm. And so when people hear the brand, the Goodfellas, they're like, oh, those are good guys. You don't have to worry about them. They know it. But then when you hear the Goodfellas in the plus one room at this magnificent event, you're like, oh, that's another extension. If someone comes in there and they have a negative experience from some single guys that are not part of that organization, then that's going to change the game for the couple. For me, this aspect of sharing in a loving environment is so powerful for me that so many marriages could be saved if they opened up their minds to the prospect of sharing because we keep seeing 
secrets. Yeah. You know, we keep secrets, but why not share that secret with your partner and then explore like this? Yeah. And so for single men in this, because we've had such a bad rap for so many years, I'm just changing the game as far as when you have the Goodfellas brand attached to who he is, you already know he's coming with etiquette, discipline, yeah. behavior. The guys know I'm all about the women. She is not changing any sheets. She does that at home. <laughs> yeah. No, no, really. You do that at home. Yeah. So you don't change it. And they're, they're like, no, no, don't let TJ see you. I really create a female centric environment so that you can enjoy yourself because I recognize at the end of the day, all the things that women do for us men. Yeah. Cooking, cleaning, children, groceries, laundry, everything you name it in our lives as men is so easy because I just want to watch the game. You know, <laughs> yeah, I heard you about take out the trash, but I'm going to take it out after the game. And, yeah. and then for the whole night, she's worrying about it. he didn't take out the trash. And when we come here, the fellas are an extension of your husband. Yeah. You're beautiful. I'm going to treat you same way he does unless you say, hey, I like my hair pulled. Mm-hmm. then that'll be something that's, that's different. It, but yeah. we're reinforcing what husband says at home because a lot of women don't believe what he says because that's what he says. He's yeah. my husband. He's supposed to say that. Yep. But then when you have gentlemen come in here and five guys are saying the same thing, you're like, well, maybe he's not really just saying that. But everything that I do is for the women. Even the pillars is for the women. Don't make any assumptions. Don't touch her unless you've asked her. Always be your best. Don't show up on a date wearing flip-flops and some shorts. Right. Dressed and impressed. Right. You know, smell good, look good, and be good, you know, and always do your best. That's the key. And then be impeccable with your word. Well, you've yeah. really hit the nail on the head with all of your guys. I will say the very last guy that I was with actually moved me over on the bed because there was a significant wet spot where we were mm-hmm. laying. And I mean, just that simple amount of kindness or forward thinking of, yes, she should not be laying here in this spot was, you know, it just blew my mind to be thought of that way. And you, of course, brought some water over for me as well. I mean, every single last detail really is thought out and it doesn't go unnoticed at all. It was really, really fantastic. You want to hear a secret? (laughs) Uh, Because I don't get to play. Yeah. But if I want to play, I want you to still be comfortable when I get to actually engage. And so like me getting you water, I know that as long as you're in that bed and you're comfortable and you're safe, you're going to stay there. So I still have an opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) You're just keeping me there. And they're like, yeah, I'm keeping you there. Um, can I share a quick story? Yeah, Please. There was, absolutely. There was a, uh, um, I do what is called a private intimate encounter. I call them a pie. And so this lady in Florida, she wanted a pie for her birthday. And she was so, the husband, they asked, they were so sweet about it. And I said, yeah, we can do that. I got three guys. But in Florida, they do something with the air where they turn off the air conditioner different times of the season in this hotel. So you can't go up and down. It's the time that we need heat. Well, this was an unseasonally year where it was hot outside and it was hot inside. Mm. But she really wanted this experience. Experience. And so me making her comfortable is I ran the cold bath water for her and then I dipped the towels in the bath water, I put them in the freezer. And as she was playing, I was putting them on her back to make sure that she was cool because she was sweating to death. And, uh-huh. and so but it's just a matter of making sure women, when they come into our space, are felt respected, protected yeah. in a female centric environment where you can have all of the guys or you can have one of the guys. And we're still fine with that. But it's always about the women because you'll come back. Yeah, you'll mm-hmm. come back. It's true. It's back. true. And now yeah. how do we set up the all of the guys? That was Yeah, the all of the guys. <laughs> Get there before an hour yep. before closing. That's, yep. that's the shit. So now, do you do private events then? Are you hired? Things? We're not hired. I host events as well. Okay. Um, we host hotel takeovers. Right now, I've been doing international events. I'm hosting an international hotel takeover in 
the largest nudist village in the world. And it's Cap Dog in the south of France. Fourth year doing that. The last two years, I've opened up and done a, an event in Italy. Oh. Italy. And then in 2024, I'll start making my United States tour, bringing the events back to the United States. Okay. Complete hotel takeover. The emphasis is on creating the same space in this space where you can be free. And also, too, I mentioned a lot about the women, but even for the husband. I hate when the husband is like the guard in the prison, like <laughs> looking around and he can't really enjoy himself because, it, you know, he's trying to make sure that she's safe. And yeah. so I make sure that, you know, he's comfortable, too, because I talked to you. I was like, hey, you think she wants some water? You know, is she good? You know, yeah. and so to make sure that he's even recognized in that, because I even said she's probably good. But you said, you know what? I'm gonna go get some just in case. Yeah, yeah. We were blown away that first night. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. How many guys do you have as part of the group? Over 125 Holy guys. Um, we're all over the United States, all over the world. As I, as I mentioned, we're doing international events. And so even the international market, the guys are coming on board with that. One thing, we when we started doing our international event in France, the women were like, this is just so refreshing that we don't have to fight off all these hands and everything. Yeah. The guys are actually respectful and they're actually asking us to touch them. And So it's something that's needed, you yeah. know, especially with single men, because a lot of them come into the lifestyle with not a lot of training. Mm-hmm. Right. So we mentor we guide them we test them there's a lot of different things that go into it to make sure that they're ready for this type of event also too when i say be impeccable with your word if you can't be that man that i need that's here Mm -hmm. what happens if you say hey tj you know any guys yeah i do but he's not good he may not show up no no i don't want that yeah yeah i want i want that or you want that you know you want somebody who's going to show up so the organization is growing even here we only had 13 guys here i mean guys are like but i want to be there and we need you here yeah you know we need you here but not everybody's a good fit for the team aspect aspect of okay. it. But I'll teach them. Now let's yeah. talk about that team aspect. Mm-hmm. How do they work together? Because I will say it was a well-orchestrated machine the way that first night we went from one to the next yeah. to the next. How are they Nonverbal communication. That? I mean, if we pay attention. Even for me, I'm watching and I'm like, hey, stay here. Stay next to that room because they're going through and it looks like so-and-so is tired. So watch because she's ready to go and, and she's still going. I don't want that break in service because that break, and I know as far as with women, that Mike and change and then she's like okay let's go you mm-hmm. know and so as long as she's in that digmatized <laughs> when she's under my spell with the guys oh, and she's digmatized that. and she'll continue to play until either the husband's dragging her or someone else is dragging. i mean i was at an event with the guy the husband we were watching something on tv and he's like hey i'm just here she's digmatized and whenever she's ready to go we'll just go he even fell asleep and woke up she's still at <laughs> it yep Yep, so, so yeah. One of the things that we noticed that first night was the amount of time spent. Typically, when you get a single guy, he is going to go as long as he damn well pleases and focused on himself. Yeah. It seemed like each of these guys, I mean, it was amazing. So it seemed like it went by in a minute, but I know it was probably 10 to 20 minutes, yeah. which wasn't a feeling of, oh, you're overstaying, you're welcome. It was the perfect amount of time. Is that something you talk to them about? Or I, I, is that- because it's about her. It's so many women that's come into that room, but it's about about this woman's experience, how she's enjoying herself. Once I've had you feeling a certain way for a certain amount of time, then I'm looking to see if she's probably ready for another guy. And also, too, for these guys, too, it's like there's still other stimulants around that I may want to go participate in, but I don't want to leave you. So then I'm looking for my friend because the other guys are wanting to interact with you. We're looking and we're like, hey, come on in, you know, stay close. And and then they do that. If we want the long, passionate session, then we need to come here to your room to have that. Okay. Down in the open playroom. It's almost like the appetizer. Yeah. So if anybody blew your mind so much, you'd be like, hey, we're in room such and such and such. Come on back tomorrow. You know, come on back tomorrow. And so... 
then that type of party, we understand. And it's years of just doing this that we know that we're not there to make love right. at that moment mm-hmm. because there's other guys who probably want to interact with you. So they know that 10, 15 minutes and then let's let somebody else. Because yeah. they always say, not just because the husband, sharing is caring, even amongst friends. <laughs> there you go. Even amongst friends. <laughs> well, I will say the first guy, several people popped their head in like, yeah. eh, eh, and, and we're good, yet, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, we kind of had to laugh about yeah. that. Oh, yeah, after you were thinking about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, after yeah. the fact we were talking about it, I said, oh, yeah, you was. <laughs> yeah. like, not yet, not yet. <laughs> that's sweet. So, yep, yeah, that's sweet. Also, I want to mention how well groomed and what's amazing hygiene Mm -hmm. uh, these guys have. That was also one of my concerns in the back of my head was, you know, you go in to kiss somebody who is just going down on another lady. You can smell it on their face, especially if they have any kind of facial hair. But with your guys, there was not a single scent on them from anybody else. And they all smelled so clean and they were all very well groomed. And it was really just another part of what you do that was refreshing in that room that I hadn't really thought too hard about until I was in the experience to say, oh my gosh, these guys are like, but part of it, yeah, part of it um, even when women walk into the room, I let them know that, first of all, this room is clean. Mm-hmm. I said, watch. You see the guys changing sheets after they play, and then they immediately walk across the hallway. Right across the hallway, I have another room. I call that our locker room. We saw it. So they go right across the hallway. <laughs> yeah. They go in there, and they get cleaned up, and they maybe eat or drink something, and they cool off a little mm-hmm. bit. And then they come out for the next one because I tell them that there's no rush. Yeah. You know, there's no rush because I was married before and I, I, and I can only imagine getting in trouble if mm-hmm. the scent of someone else's perfume is on me. Yeah. Or if some lipstick is on me. And so making sure that they know, hey, go go clean up right. and then come back because right. she's going to be here when you get back. And again, the female centric environment, because that's important. You, know, you that's really have important. thought of everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing it almost 15 years now, where it started with just strictly hot wife events, and now it's grown into the whole shared wife lifestyle is is the new brand that I'm I'm branding, where it takes into consideration all aspects of the wife sharing moment. And it's not just a husband sharing his wife. It's the wife sharing her body with other men. And so um, so all those details I pay attention to. Even at my hotel takeover, there was a lady at one of my parties, and so I clean up everything. And so I'm like, there's trash in here. What is this? (laughs) Some type of feminine wife and it's got scented. I was like, well, where did this come from? I said, she's doing that. So I bought boxes of feminine wipes so that they can they go can and have, they can clean up as yeah. well. Because I did, I was just looking and I said, oh, so that's something oh. that's important to her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's playing, she's wanting to clean. Now I see even, okay, two types of condoms, guys. Because mm-hmm. what happens if she has a latex allergy? Allergy, yeah. And you use that latex condom, he's going to be mad at us, the husband. Because yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. she's going to be ruined for then, a whole yeah, week. Right. Because he's chomping at the bit right now, mm-hmm. waiting on us to finish so he can go ahead and have her. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I tell them, like, hey, make sure you have two types of condoms be- for her. Yeah. You know, not for you, for her. Everything that we do is for her for because her. we want to leave that type of lasting impact on you that yeah. you can't wait to the next time. Yeah. Tell me more about your other events because at Naughty, you just had one of the 15, 20 playrooms mm-hmm. where you had eight beds, I think. Yeah. How does a whole hotel takeover work in that so, sense? So the whole hotel takeover, I have different rooms 
just like here, six or seven different rooms that are themed for a type of experience. The stag and vixen room, which is the stag and vixen is the, the husband is the stag. Mm-hmm. The vixen is the wife. And then um, single men and lifestyle referred to as bulls. And so the stag and vixen room where me, you and your husband play together for you. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have a hot wife room. Um, one of the rooms that I built, two of the rooms, actually, the first room that I built was like a dinner theater where you had chairs and you had pocket rooms where people can sit and they can watch you enjoying yourself. But it was quiet. It was sensual. And, and everybody was like, wow, this is really erotic. One of the other rooms that I built was a reverse glory hole. We called it mystery chocolate. Mm-hmm. And so the women would go behind <laughs> the partition. My language. The <laughs> women would go behind the partition and find okay. an apparatus. It could be a spanking bench. It could be a swing. It could be a chair. All she would do is she would put her body part through that apparatus. Husband will go around to the number four booth where she's at. And now the guys can come up and they can interact with her. Husband come around to the front for her safety. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because she don't know who's with them. And she can make sure that he has on a condom. All of the rooms are themed for a shared wife so that she can experience what she wants to experience. And the guys, they can bebop around to different rooms to actually also enjoy those different types of experiences. I don't like to use the word gangbang because it doesn't sound too sexy to me. But I call them private intimate encounters where you can have a multiple male environment where you have these type of experiences. I was at an event and they were in the room. She's like, so how does this room work i said well if you want four or five guys you can have it just like that yeah i want four guys and i was like that's easy (laughs) she's like is this happening right now i'm like yeah it's happening right now and she's like oh this is amazing and boom she had her experience there because even at this event the biggest thing that i don't want you to walk away from if you're the first timers that's been here calling me next week and saying hey we really wanted five guys it's too late yeah (laughs) we have guys at this event from far away as hawaii Mm -hmm. that's part of our team Mm mm-hmm Hawaii, Louisiana, New York, all over the United States converging here. It's like the all-star team converging on here. And so this is when you make the magic happen, not yeah. next week, because yeah. typically it's not going to be that same type of experience. Yeah. And so, yeah. so yeah, so so it works pretty much the same way, but the, the rooms, the, the themes are different. Let's get into that experience. Multiple male environment. I have that five guy at one time fantasy for her. Mm-hmm. Her immediate thought is what the fuck am I going to do with five guys? Right. Yeah. So how does that work? There's two ways. So, so somebody contacted me and they said, hey, TJ, we would like to apply. How does that work? I send them an application. And the application actually is, where can we see you at online on some other sites? And then what's your level of play? Double penetration, double vaginal, different aspects of her to, to learn her. Sure. And then then seeing what guys will be a good fit for her. Uh, I mean, when you say a lot of detail has gone into play with this, even for me, a lot of detail goes into play for your experience because it's not like, oh yeah, we want five guys. I'm just going to throw five guys together. Right. The beautiful part about what I do, I'll get you a guy that's 60, mm-hmm. 40, 30, and 20. Maybe he's real thin. Maybe he's more muscular. So you have that still that variety and then you you actually get to do that. But then then also too, based on your level of play determines how many guys I'll get you. So so if some women aren't into anal, six guys aren't going to want to stand around watching you Waiting with just for, one yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, but we can still make it happen because we can stagger them in. Mm-hmm. So one can come at the first hour, the snack one come at the second hour, and then they can just feed in. Like okay. what, what we would say that you had a, a multiple male encounter. It could be classified as a pie, but mm-hmm. it wasn't private. 
Okay. And the reason why it wasn't private because there was other women there's there. Other, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a private intimate encounter or in that type of space, it's all about you. Mm-hmm. It's all about you and all the guys paying attention to you. Um, I mentioned my love for blindfolds. And mm-hmm. some women say, I like to see, I want to see. Yeah. But my love mm-hmm. for blindfold is for you and I, we set up a pie for her. And then you say, hey, I got something coming. And we're going to blindfold you. And then you don't know that it's just me and him touching Which you. Which one? Yeah. But then here comes another set of hands touching you. And then you have another set of hands touching you. You don't really know because what happens even for you when you said what am I going to do with all these guys well you know what just trust your husband even if you're in the blindfold just trust that he's going to create an experience for you that you won't forget and then when you see now you can take your blindfold off and you're like there's like six guys here I did that for this wife I did that for her because I always want to make it special because when you ask me when you come into my room you're my wife yeah I would get my wife water. He was there. I checked in, but I still treated you like my wife. So we had the pie for this wife and and I had all the guys bring a rose. So there was like 12 guys with 12 roses. And I came with the vase. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. And so, but she was blindfolded. And so the only way she knew how many guys she had was the number of roses that she had. And she said, was it really that many guys there? It's like, yeah, you did really good. I'm really proud of you. (laughs) In the shared wife lifestyle, for me, I want the women to know that you're empowered to own your own sexuality on Mm -hmm. your terms, to embrace your intersexual goddess because you've been submissive Mm -hmm. inside because society tells you you can't be a sexual being because you have a husband. Right. Whereas men, we got porn, we got all these other things that we do. So that to me, it's not fair. And so we want to celebrate that. Yeah. I even gave you a high five when you left. <laughs> um, I'm like, you're like, yes. yes, because even for me, because these guys are traveling all over the world to be here at this event and for them to have the, an interaction with a beautiful woman is amazing because yeah. they're going back home and they're not going to be having these type of interactions. So I'm celebrating your sexual freedom because yeah. being in that room or being on display like that, when you have so many other distractions and God forbid somebody start laughing and you're like, are they laughing at me? Yeah. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah. You, you know, you have all these different things. And so when women come in there, I'm celebrating because it takes a lot for them to actually be in that space and Mm -hmm. be in that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if someone were to show up at the plus one room and say, hi, my wife is interested in experiencing five or more guys, but no anal, she can handle one, two, Two. maybe three at a time. Yeah. I would start with two guys. Can we make this happen? Yeah. I have an app for this event. I have an app so that they can create their own experiences. What's funny is coming to here right now, I was on the elevator. And he said, oh, the plus one room. We tried to go in there, but it was just too overwhelming for my wife. Do you make house calls? Oh, we have an app. You can create that experience for yourself. Here's all the guys that are there. I said, you can click on his profile. You have his phone number. You can click on his profile. You say, hey, can you guys meet me at my room at this time? The special requests like that, because we're not only limited to that plus one room at night. I mean, it's good to, to do all this stuff but if we go out into the community to some of these outside of the hotel parties Mm -hmm. it's still a couple centric event so when we're there we're still kind of like awkward because we're just there and most of these husbands like well who's here with you Mm because if I'm going to share my wife with you then what am I going to do what am I going to do and so we're here for these experiences so during the day my my goal for these guys and and my vision is to see them so tired on Sunday that they could barely walk (laughs) to leave this place and so creating these special encounters during the day is all about the pleasure and the fantasy fulfillment because we want to create memories for you guys this lady said
said in one of my classes, I said, I know the husband, he talks about it and he relives it. Uh, he wants to know in detail about what happened and how did it feel and <laughs> what were you thinking and some of the things that you don't get to see when you're just interacting with your partner. And, and I love that. I'm like, I never knew your eyes crossed when you had an orgasm. <laughs> I mean, last night we yeah. were pointing at this lady. She had her shoes on, but her shoes were twisted and contorted so oh, much when she gosh. was having an orgasm. We were like, look. And, and the husband's like, yeah, it's like, but you don't get to see these Never things. And so then after you finish and you go back to your partner and then y'all reconnect, it's even that much more special yeah. for him because he's watched all of this. And yeah. and I call it, I got a lot of phrases. I'm coming out with a dictionary. <laughs> I'll be sure to, to share that with you, but it's called smell-o-vision. Okay. All right. We watch porn, yeah. but this is smell-o-vision where the husband can see it, hear it, smell, smell it, it, touch mm-hmm. it, taste it, and then have it afterwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't do all that in porn. Right. When he's watching it on the screen, but when he has his own personal porn star, favorite porn star ever, and favorite porn star ever, and he's sitting there in that room chomping at the bit, like uh, I want her to have fun, and I'm like, I'm ready to, I'm ready, <laughs> I'm ready to, yeah. to. And then it goes back again for me. I'm telling the guys, don't hurt her, don't break the toy, <laughs> because I want him to be happy with me when he gets back home. Funny you mentioned that, yeah, because the third guy that first night was larger. Mm-hmm. Typically, when she's with somebody larger, it, there are certain angles that are yep. a problem, and she has to keep reminding them, stop, stop. Yep. She made one comment, cool, adjusted. Adjust Try mm-hmm. this. Nope. Adjust. All right, this. And the, the, beautiful, uh, the beautiful part about it is even what I tell the guys is that it's about our pleasure, but we want to make it pleasurable for her. Finding how your body responds to her body is mm-hmm. what's important. And because you mentioned that, that's not fun. Mm-hmm. And we want it to be fun for everybody. Right. I mean, for me, it's no fun. I'll share a story. There's a couple that I know. The wife wasn't into this. And I can feel her energy like, come on, let's go get this over with. You know, yeah. and I was like, that's not fun for me. Yeah. No. That's yeah. not fun at all. And so it didn't work out. We want that mutual exchange to be fun for everybody. And so if I'm just pounding you and you're like pushing uh-huh. me gently right. on my stomach, like yeah. mm-hmm. back off, pay attention to that, guys, because yeah. she's giving you some feedback, you yeah. know, and listen to that. They're in tune and paying attention to the women and even now there was some stuff that we tweaked because every day we have another meeting after that night that we met the next day we we talked about what worked what didn't work what happened you know Mm -hmm. different things so that we can make it even better for the next Uh night for that's great yeah what are some of those things that didn't work? At this event, because um, when I host my own events, I have control of all the people that are there. Mm-hmm. And I know that all the guys that are there are vetted. But the, the biggest problem with people coming in that weren't part of our group. Yep. Even for me, having to be on high alert, I was actually engaged with a couple. And I, I can see. So now I'm playing and my mind is going to watching. And so and he's getting closer and he's getting closer. And I was like, excuse me, I have to do some administrative. Stop. You weren't invited into the scene. Mm-hmm. Only he's, oh, no, I was out. No, I know what you're doing. I've been around single guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I know you're, 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 what you're doing. And so some of those things that didn't work. So we're trying to figure out ways to make that room comfortable for any woman who comes in there. And if you have other guys that come in there, they're going to know how to interact because they've gone through our school and they know the basics of what we're doing so that they don't make an uncomfortable experience for you in the plus one room. Right. Um, you may have a great experience with the with the good fellas, but then you can be tainted by the plus one room because some guy didn't do it yeah. the right way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the other things that didn't work is that some of the guys were like, you didn't share 
you know, you wore out. I wanted, I wanted to, to meet her, and, and she was so tired when she left. And so, um, yeah, and so, and so that's the biggest thing. Otherwise, we work good together. I mean, I put the team together. I know these guys, not only from this event. I know where they're from. I know where they work because I'm out of administration in, in real world. So I know the name, where you're from, what job is, details about them. Uh, even if you ask me, oh, you're in the back room on the right. If you wanted me to, I probably can name the, the people that you were yes. with. Yeah. But I won't go into that detail, but I just pay attention. Real quick, just yeah. for us, yeah. what was the name of the third guy? The third guy was Chris. Chris. Okay. Chris. Thanks, Chris. Okay. I got to update my list. We're yeah. actually, we've ta- we're talking to him on SLS, but I feel yeah. bad forgetting his name. Yeah. So. SLS name. Yeah. We're like, Ugh. yeah. We just want to create amazing experiences for couples because this is a couples only event. But the reality of it is as couples evolve in the lifestyle, the husband just wants to make sure the wife has amazing experiences mm-hmm. because you said it a few minutes ago, this is my favorite porn star. I just want to enjoy her. So this room is needed because there's some folks who don't want to swap. Yeah. I just want to watch my just, queen. Yeah. I just want to watch my happen. queen. And even for you, you might say, yeah, but I want you to have fun too. He's like, you not understand how much fun I'm having <laughs> and how much fun I will have. We, yeah. We've had that conversation yeah. plenty yeah. of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Again, even for you, when you, you say that, your mind is still saying, yeah, but I, I know he wants to, it's not fair for me to have it. But <laughs> but in, in reality, um, I have mentioned this before that, you know, I, I had my first sexual encounter when I was 13. Yeah. And then growing up, I mean, for men, having sex is important because, you know, fraternities or whatever we're involved in, you always have surround around sex. But then we say to you, you need to be a virgin. I need to be your first, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, and then now you're with this first for the rest of your life. And mm-hmm. then he says, that's not fair. Yeah. You need more sexual experience and encounters. And it takes a very selfish husband to say that. I'm comfortable enough to allow you to be with other men mm-hmm. and I'm watching you. Yeah. Or in some cases um, I'm in another room listening. Mm-hmm. In some cases I'm waiting on you to come back. Yeah. Um, and, and so that takes a lot of selfishness on his part to say that, you know, I trust you and I love you enough. Yeah. One of the things that did work that first night is after she finished with the second guy where she was riding the whole time and just collapsed and was just heavy breathing. Mm-hmm. Another gentleman stuck his head through the curtain and sat down next to her and just said, okay, just breathe. We're gonna, just going to calm you down. <laughs> He was just kind of rubbing on me, and I felt like he must have been a masseuse of Mm. some sort. (laughs) I said, do you you massage people? Yeah. He flipped me over on my stomach, started rubbing my back, and he's like, wait right there. Don't move, and like booked it to go get some lotion Mm. so that he could give me a massage. And it was fantastic. I mean, it was... I didn't know if I was going to be ready for another one. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really sure where I was at, but I, like physically I was exhausted, but he did all of the right things in with that massage that I was like, "Oh, I'm ready. I'm yeah. ready again." Yeah, yeah, like so. Yes, you ever. <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah. what we want to do. We want to keep you digmatized. Yeah. So so <laughs> even if you're job. out of breath to bring you down yeah. and and massage you and then then you get it yeah. back up. It yeah. it worked. Yep. Right. That was fantastic. Let's talk about you. How yep. did you first get into the lifestyle? Well, I was married for 17 years. My first wife did not like sex at all. And we have two kids. And I was like, I don't know how to happen. Um, we probably can count on my hands the number of times that we, we had sex. And so what I started doing is, is reading and learning about sex and intimacy. And I stumbled across Fantasy Fest in Florida. I started down that rabbit hole. I called this Wonderland. So I yeah. was Alice and I ventured down the rabbit hole into fantasy land and it brought me to a website and then it, it was like, wow. And so then I went to my first swinger party. Well, it's funny. I was working and so I was going to a strip club waiting on to go to a party. There was a co-worker there. I'm like, what are you doing here? He's like, what are you doing here? You know? <laughs> and so I was like, well, I'm going to a party. He said, I go to parties too. 
And then it was like, no, no, I go to some party. You know, you try to <laughs> yeah, feel him out. Yeah. And then he started saying there's a party that he's going to. And, and another thing in the lifestyle, there's a hurdle, two hurdles that you have to jump over. First of all, if you go to an event, are they going to be interested in single men? Um, that's a big hurdle, first mm-hmm. of all. But then the second hurdle is, are they interested in men of color? Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't really know. And so when I was going to one where, yeah, they see single men, but they really weren't seeing men of color, which is okay. But then he was saying, I go to some parties where couples want men of color. And I was like, oh, well, this is where I need to be. And one thing that I teach the guys is about fishing. First of all, it requires patience. And the second thing is you need to be in the right pond with the fish that you want to catch. Because if you're not in the right pond, then you're not going to catch fish. So when you go to couples only events, they're not looking. That's the wrong pond for you. And so what he brought me into is a pond where there was couples that actually were looking for me. So I got into it that way. A lot of the parties were more animalistic, more like the gangbang, the wild, wild west. Mm-hmm. which doesn't resonate with me. And mm-hmm. so um, because it's about connection and making a physical connection with that person and not really sharing with anyone other than the husband right. or allowing other guys to come in. And so as I started seeing how those parties were, I was like, oh, I'd like a party this way. And so I'm the type of person is I look for the solution. And I don't complain about the problem. I just say, you know what? I can fix it. I'll do my own party. Yeah. And so I started doing I can doing do it better. That's I can yeah. do it better. Yeah. And, and I have been. And, and the product has been working um, yes, it has. For, for years. <laughs> the places that I've taken single males to, one of the guys said, you know, TJ, I'm really thankful for you because my first trip to France was with you wow. to go to this event. And you hear these stories from these kids. This is my first time using my passport ever. I've never left the country. So not only to go to a party here, but to travel, to put that much investment in it. And then when we go to these places, internationally they're like we've never allowed single guys your group is the first group of single guys that get here because we wow. get it mm-hmm. yeah. you know we get it and and we understand it and, and again when we make it about the women all these doors are open up yeah. even for me like i'm making sure you're as comfortable as possible mm-hmm. because you know yeah. that's important because you're going to come back and yeah. then last night you introduced me to another couple mm-hmm. that are potential because yeah. they're thinking about it yeah that room may be too much for them but they're thinking about it so it may not happen at this event but now their mind is starting to talk about mm-hmm. what happened even just going through what you experienced and yeah. so they're like hey maybe this is something that we may like and i feel sorry for the husband once he gets a, a taste of <laughs> yeah. this because uh two reasons i think i even said to you i said hey i think you're trying to w- tire her out so you can get a little rest tonight <laughs> Because then that's what happens to, to yeah. the husband is that that becomes his stimulant. And it's like, no longer do I really want to be finding another woman for me. I just want to watch my wife because yeah. she mm-hmm. keeps transforming into another beautiful person. So. Yeah. Yes. so in 15 years, you have seen a lot of sex and a lot of amazing encounters. Yeah. What would rank towards the top on that's stories good. that you could tell? Well, I'm going to always go back to France. And in France, sexuality is embraced and openness is so free. We have our closing ceremony there at our closing party. And it's where I introduce all the guys who supported the event. Hey, this is John from New Mexico. This is, you know, I'm bringing them all up. But in France, because we're in the world's largest nudist village, all the guys are naked. <laughs> Everybody's naked. Mm-hmm. And so so you have this whole line of guys from the United States and international up along the pool. And then you say, okay, ladies, welcome to France. And you see these ladies coming up with pads and they put the pads in front of the guys and they just start immediately performing oral on these guys. Wow. And the 
DJ says switch, and then the ladies move to the next guy. Wow. And this goes on for about 30 minutes where they're oh just bebopping around, and the guys are just like, they're mind blown. They're like, oh my gosh. And so that's kind of at the top of the list. There's so many stories. There's so many adventures that, that I've had here in Wonderland, and so many things that I've shared that are um, just amazing. So many couples' lives and marriages could be saved and salvaged because once they open themselves up to sex, because I shouldn't have to disrupt my whole household because mm-hmm. I wanted to just have a sex with another person or I mm. did it and now I disrupt my not only my relationship with my wife but we have kids mm-hmm. we have family and it's sex yeah. it's not love mm-hmm. and that's what I tell the guys I said you know we separate the two sex and love and then on a smaller scale when you're in my playroom it's sex mm-hmm if you and I hook up right here, we can make passionate love and we can do all that stuff and really making it very passionate, but it's different, you know, mm-hmm. so it's different. And recognizing and or reading the room is what's critical. And reading the couple, I'm like, I can tell she's done. You know, yeah. hey, she who fights and runs away lives to fight another day. <laughs> so don't tear it up right now. Right, right. Um, so the event in Montana is so crazy because these women from Oregon and, and Washington State, they come and they're like, we don't do any other thing. They just say, we want sex. We want intimacy. And then it's like, tear it up. Because we don't know when we're going to get it like this again. And they're like, literally, I'm sore. And they're like telling secrets, get you a cold deal, though. And you put that up there. They're giving all these tips to one another about how to keep it going. But just be able to create deals and experiences for people all over the world is what's amazing. And also, too, as I said, opening up these guys' minds to being able to be the best version of themselves. Mm -hmm. Especially like when you talk about the bag. Um, In my bag, I have lubes condoms so yes. deodorant okay. wow over here you have hygiene toothpaste, oh, toothpaste. so you have yeah. everything to make it pleasurable yeah for her yeah. <laughs> for her <laughs> everything in the bag that the guys have i can go about seven to ten days on this bag perfect. <laughs> and, and it has everything i need in there so that you can't say that when i was with him i smelled someone else on him right and that's the biggest thing helping them be good scouts well they were prepared yeah <laughs> Are you always looking for guys? Yeah. Some of the best referrals we get from guys are from couples Mm -hmm. who have interacted them. The biggest thing is that they need to be respectful and coachable. If they understand the concept of the four agreements, even when I tell you things that as a single guy in my room, if I have to do some administrative stuff to you, it's not coming from a place of chastisement. It's coming from a place of learning. So yeah. I'm telling you something I'm like, hey, go take a shower after you play with that lady because she don't want to smell. I always take a shower. I'm not telling you this for me. Right. A lady has said that you smell, you know, <laughs> yeah. so, so if you if you are not coachable, then you're not going to be a good fit for what I would want. And then if you're in it for yourself, you're not going to be a good fit yeah. um, because at this event, there's twenty six hundred couples. And I brought on my team this year, we only brought 13 guys. And even if we had a third of the, the population that's here, that's like 13 couples a day that yeah. we'd have to and we're not machines so having the right group of guys here that that understand that it's a marathon not a sprint mm-hmm. so that we can enjoy ourselves uh, one thing about the women when you're interacting with single guys it's not important that he has an orgasm okay to us funny you mentioned that because yeah. i do want to get into this yeah because for her she feels amazing she would be happy with 21 minute sessions mm-hmm. where she knew she turned that guy on so much that yeah. he couldn't hold back and and hey, he did. you were amazing. Yeah. But a lot of women feel like that's a sense of accomplishment that he mm-hmm. enjoyed her, that mm-hmm. he he really. But and I tell women this all the time in this space with us as single men, it's about your pleasure. 
Mm-hmm. Because for most of us, when we have that release like that, that means the party's over. There's a recovery time. There's yeah. some guys that can just jump back in there and keep going, but for the most, most part, it's sleepy time. Right. Mm-hmm. And so at an event like this, where you got a whole night from 11 to 3, where you have women coming in and out of the room, and that one woman you saw at the pool who said she was going to come down here hasn't come yet, mm-hmm. I don't want to not be ready when she comes. Right. right. So you save it. That makes sense. So for the women, they're like, yeah, but I want to know that I please them, but it's not about him. Mm-hmm. It's about you, yeah. you know, and it's about you because for me, with my first marriage, I hate cum. I hate having an orgasm. Mm-hmm. I mean, when whenever I would get a chance to do it, she's like, "You're not <laughs> done yet. Nope, you can take a nap. <laughs> I'm here for the night because I don't know when this is coming back around." Yeah. And so I've conditioned my mind to not even want that experience, and it's just more about pleasure and okay. and just really seeing how your body responds, how your body really responds to the things that I'm doing to you, and for how long. Yeah. I mean, for how long that, man, you've had like so many orgasms. Even like when you said there was a wet spot and there was a super <laughs> wet spot. And it's like, and we moved and we made another <laughs> wet spot, you know. <laughs> yeah. and, and so when you interact with single guys, any woman, mm-hmm. don't expect that to be your end goal. Because for the most part, they don't want to. Um, they're man whores for the most part. <laughs> so like I've had in my past, I had dates with a couple at seven, but then I was supposed to meet another couple at 1030. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed my time with the seven o'clock, but I knew I couldn't finish like that because I would never make the 10 o'clock appointment. So okay. um, and then the time to actually have that release for the guys is like, is this the last one? Because now I can do this one <laughs> and I can get some good sleep. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm not sleeping. Yeah. And, and you'll see them. There's guys. And this is a, a thing that we always say. Uh, guys say. All right, TJ, I'm going to the room. He's circling back around. I thought you said you were going to the room. Well, I was just checking to see if there's one more left. <laughs> one more. <laughs> if there's one more left. So. I got to get to bed. Yep. So it's always it's always one more. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Our website, thegoodfellas.com, is spelled G-0-0-D-F-E-L-O-A-Z, um, okay. thegoodfellas.com. We post our events there. I'll be rebranding, bringing out the Shared Wife Lifestyle and the players in the Shared Wife Lifestyle and, uh, and also mentoring, coaching and, and helping couples and singles become their true versions of themselves. And so um, I thank you all. It's a pleasure mm-hmm. meeting you. Yeah, um, and I look forward to other encounters. I'm sure our paths we, are going to cross again and again. Absolutely. We, we will <laughs> definitely be happy to come to your events and be very public at your events. Yep. You yeah. will have us. Yeah. Absolutely. Even, even at my events, I embrace all of the community and sharing the message and sharing the word. So yeah, I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I know we are super hoping, crossing our fingers that we will be able to make it to this event that TJ is going to throw. Yes. He actually just announced it a couple of weeks ago. He is calling it heat, her erotic art of taste. It will be January 11th through the 14th, 2024 in Cocoa Beach, Florida. It's only a half hour away from the Orlando Airport and the Melbourne International Airport as well. So it will be easy to get to. If you're interested, you can sign up at thegoodfellows.us. That's T-H-E-G-0-0-D-F-E-L-L-A-Z dot U-S. And there's an events tab there. There will be a link in our show notes. And if you guys have a hard time finding that, just go ahead and send us an email at humpdayquickies at gmail.com and we will get you all the info you need. And based on how put together he was at Naughty, I would imagine that 
an entire event that he's throwing would be just as well put together. There is no doubt in my mind. And I know this hotel that they're taking over has a convention center that's part of it. Mm -hmm. And he will be throwing theme parties there at night. Uh, The themes are Jersey and Heels, which is sexy as fuck. And the second I heard that, I'm like, oh, I love that. And you suggested. That we do a Jersey and Heels Super Bowl party this year. So that's going to happen. Well, we mentioned it because the Jersey and Heels theme happens on the Thursday night, which if we are able to go, we, most we still will not, will not be, be able to be there that night. <laughs> yeah, which... we, so we were still bummed that we would miss that particular theme. And I said, well, maybe we could do a Jersey and Heels. <laughs> Made me feel a little bit better, but I still want to try to find a way to get there Thursday too. There's also a Denim and Diamonds night and an Eyes Wide Open, and it's in the font of Eyes Wide Shut. So I'm assuming it has something to do with that and some sort of masquerade party, but definitely something that's going to open your eyes. And like I mentioned, the event takes place at a hotel and convention center. And in that convention center, there will be the dances. He also has a dungeon set up as well as playrooms, including his main playroom, which he said will have 25 spaces to play as opposed to the nine that he had at the plus one room. So I can only imagine how many guys he's bringing down for this. I was just going to ask, I wonder how many guys he's going to have. He even told me that they are including breakfast, lunch, and a after midnight meal as well in the price of the tickets. So wow. he has this thing set up for you to enjoy. If there's anything he does well is he really thinks about the entire experience and not just super focusing on the sexual experience, but also expanding out from the point that you are going to start experiencing anything Yes. Uh, from the very start to the very end. With the intent of you're coming back. The way he did that at Naughty had us talking about that room because we went there the first night and we went there. It was like pulling teeth to get you even walk down the hall when you figured out that room was down there. Yeah. Within 30 seconds of being down there, the guy approached you and you melted and you were comfortable from that point on and you were just beyond impressed with the way everything went that night. Well, I will say that Naughty was an entire experience for both of us Mm -hmm. because it was something we hadn't experienced in our lifestyle journey up to that point. Everything was breaking ground for us. Everything was new. And when we walked around those playrooms, it was pretty typical playroom type atmosphere where people were playing on beds and I mean, while the rooms were very large in comparison to what we've seen, didn't really scream any anything special. This was a swingers event Mm -hmm. and it very much was. But when we got to the end of that hall, and I know I was terribly nervous just thinking about going in the room, but to have that first gentleman come up to me and be so gentlemanly and so kind and make me really feel sexy and wanted in that moment, it kind of took not only the edge of the nerves off, but just made that whole room very appealing. All of a sudden I was like, oh, okay, well, what is going on in here? Let me take a look. Now I feel okay. There wasn't what I had initially pictured was just single guys kind of lining the walls of the room all the way around like a single bed in the middle or multiple Mm -hmm. beds in the middle. And this is just, this is what I kind of had pictured in my mind. And then single guys just taking the opportunity at any given chance that there was an opening and and jumping in there. Because ultimately that's what I picture a single guy in the lifestyle like. And not that they're like that. Especially in a room that's designed for it. You would think, oh yeah, this is what's going to happen. They're all going to 
could sign up for that room and just be that way. But we were lucky enough to experience TJ's guys. And mm-hmm. I think there may have been some other guys in that room that were not his guys that may not have acted the same way. But the ones that we got to interact with were fantastic. Yes. And TJ himself also very fantastic from start to finish. Yes. We talk a lot about single guys and the lifestyle getting a bad rap. You'll hear it on every single lifestyle podcast. Mm-hmm. If they've ever encountered any single guy in the lifestyle, inevitably somebody has some story about some single guy who did something that was just wrong or rude, disrespectful, out of line. I mean, the list goes on and on, right? So we all have designed rules for how a single guy should act. If you're a new guy, a new single guy to the lifestyle, typically you're not privy to that information unless you've done your research and you actually know what you're getting into. But a lot of these single guys sign up thinking they're just going to get sex. I'm I'm just going to walk in and there's going to be just pussy everywhere going, come on, put it in, put it in. Everybody's going to want me and I'll just get whatever I want whenever I want. And that's all I got to do. And while we are aware of some clubs like that, we don't hang out at those clubs. (laughs) Right. In fact, we find out that's what their deal is, and then we avoid those clubs. Yes. As much as I'd like you to try one night at one just for fun. but I know. You know. <laughs> so it's really cool to me that TJ has kind of zoned in on these, what he is calling four agreements or the four pillars that mm-hmm. he tells his guys that they need to stand by. And I'm actually surprised at what they are because of all of the rules that I have in my head surrounding single guys, these aren't exactly top of my list, but for whatever reason, they seem to really work with his guys. And it's obviously made the difference between his guy and then the standard single guy who's just being ridiculously aggressive. So he kind of goes over them. He says uh, the first one is to not make assumptions. And I think this is really part of everybody's lifestyle experience. Don't make the assumption that anybody a wants to be touched. Don't make the assumption that you are going to have sex. Don't make any assumptions. Mm -hmm. Have the conversations. Be clear about what you do want and what you don't want. It's probably one of the things that single guys automatically assume when they walk into a club. And that's what you said. I'm going to have sex. That's I signed up. I'm going to have sex. I came here. I I paid paid 100 to $200. I'm definitely fucking them. Right. I'm here to fuck somebody and I'm going to make sure that happens. And then they go and they're ridiculously aggressive or they're following you or they're, you know, they're acting in a way that is so desperate that it's off putting. Mm -hmm. Don't make assumptions really covers a broad spectrum of behavior. So I think that's a really good one. The next one, he says, do your best. And that's from the very beginning of when you meet the woman to the very end. I mean, I would agree. Everybody put your best foot forward and do your best. And that's also for couples. That's not just for a single guy, too. The next one, don't take anything personally. When you first get into the lifestyle as a couple, you take a lot of things personally. Nobody played with us tonight. We must not be as pretty as the rest of the other people, or we must not be as fun, or we got ghosted by this couple. What does that mean? Does that mean that they didn't like us all of a sudden? Does that mean they weren't real? The number of things that you can take personally right off the bat in this lifestyle, you need to build a very 
tough skin right away or else you will burn out because I will say that there are a lot of ways to get overly emotionally involved in the lifestyle. There's really not any good place for that. If you want to continue having the lifestyle as something be fun and something you look forward to and something that enhances your life in any way, shape or form. And I think for a single guy, you know, we tend to not treat them like people at times because there are so many dozens of them that we've said it on this (laughs) show many times. They are our sex toys that we have had walk in the door, fuck you. And then out you go. In a way, that's kind of what we did here as well. But in a sense, it was their job, I guess. But I don't think they were paid or anything. It just. Yeah, they all signed up to be there. Right. And it's what they wanted to do. They weren't looking to have a long drawn out conversation. It was we're here to fulfill fantasies. Let's get the ball rolling. Right. But for a single guy, when a woman turns him down, I mean, it's very possible he could take that personally. Oh, we've seen it many times. You know, here he is putting his best foot forward. Here he is doing exactly how TJ has told him. And this woman has her own reservations and she says, no, not today. And now he's butthurt because he's put in all this effort. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying this is a TJ guy. Oh, this is absolutely (laughs) not a TJ guy. That's the difference. And he tells them, don't be butthurt because you hear all the stories on the other podcasts of single guys talking to them and you go, oh, well, we're not interested. And they go, well, I'm not interested in you anyway you're fat you're ugly why would i even want to fuck you and it's like because you just were saying you you just spent the last 10 messages telling me how much you want to don't turn like that you idiot right and then his last one is be impeccable with your word and how much does this ring true Mm -hmm. because the probably number one biggest complaint that we ever hear about single guys is that they ghost them they ghost the women they set up a date then they never show a lot of single guys are on these sites jerking off to the fact that somebody does want to fuck them but then when it comes down to it's like holy shit i don't know if i can roll in there with this lady's husband sitting right there this is too much for me i've already jerked off i see their pictures i'm good which is why we always say follow certifications find people that actually have a history of showing up where other people have said yes this is a good guy roll with this one and then when you don't follow a certification and they ghost you then you can probably let it roll off your back a little bit easier because yeah well they weren't certified so there we go you mentioned through this something that I really wanted to bring up and that's TJ's four pillars for his guys are the main way to fucking be successful in the lifestyle for couples and anyone else. Yeah. If you do these four things, you will be successful in the lifestyle. It's not going to happen every time, but if you're checking in, not making assumptions, seeing what people are into, if you're putting your best self out there, not just rolling in going, eh, whatever, let's uh, I'm here. You should be wanting to fuck me. If someone rejects you and you go, oh, cool, no problem, just great talking to you and move on, you're not going to get a bad name. And then if you're impeccable with your word and you show up and you do the things that you say you're going to do and you treat everyone with respect, you will be successful. Exactly. It's not just for the single guy, but this can be exactly the same for couples in the lifestyle, single women in the lifestyle as Mm -hmm. well. These rules or agreements that he talks about are true to so many aspects of the lifestyle. Absolutely. And his room, he really pointed it out, is woman-centric. He does everything to make sure that the ladies in there feel comfortable. Absolutely. And when we approached the room, I was still of the perspective of 
this is just a bunch of single guys who want to fuck whatever willing woman is going to walk into this room. Mm -hmm. That was where my perspective was. That was what I thought the room was all about. To then experience the room and experience it in a way that it was very much centered around my experience. It had nothing to do with these guys wanting to come. Not one single one of them tried to come, pushed me to get them to come. It was very much about my pleasure. It was, oh, you're not comfortable in that position. Let's turn you a different way. Oh, you're hot. Here's some water. Anytime I was uncomfortable, they countered it with something to make me comfortable. Yes, 100%. Your pleasure was their entire focus. Not just sexually, but every bit of it. And I will say, even in some of our orgy situations where I've been the center of attention, I still never felt like it was truly all about me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I'm also in that mindset of, well, I also want it to be about other people too. Right. That people pleaser in me comes out. I want other people to be having fun. And in an orgy situation, I think that's the right way to act. I, I don't think even if you are the center of attention, the people doing that are still in the effort of, while trying to please you, also be pleased themselves. I still feel that this situation, this room particularly with TJ's guys versus me in a room with a bunch of guys, I think those are still going to be two very different experiences. Because if we were to set up a gangbang here at the apartment for me, I know that I would feel obligated to make each one of those men come. And I would feel obligated to see every one of them through from start to finish because a lot of these guys were coming up. They were already hard. There was no work from me needed. They came in, they were hard. They started pumping away. Whatever I wanted, they were there for. And then I'm too tired. Okay, cool. Take a break and get some water. I'll be over here if you need me again. Mm -hmm. That's a very different experience than a setting up something at home where you're, you're put in all the work. You are the one doing all the work. Which makes me wonder if I should set up a pie with TJ for you for this gangbang fantasy that I have, where I would put in that application saying, hey, here is the fantasy spelled out. These are the step-by-step that I see happening. Find me five guys that will make this work perfectly. Right. And I love that TJ provides this. And pie is private, intimate encounter. I love that TJ offers this Mm -hmm. because I think maybe third most popular question I ever see on any of the Facebook posts or anywhere else that I read lifestyle information is usually how do I set up a gangbang for my wife and ensure that everybody shows up basically, um, which is usually the biggest issue. My advice would be like, if you have no starting ground, if you have no other friends in the lifestyle, nobody to reach out to, to get a recommended set of single guys that you can guarantee will show up and perform, then going through TJ would be ideal. Absolutely. It sounds like he does a very good job of knowing his guys, knowing who all works together well, knowing who to put into groups and just knowing exactly how to put that all together. And even if the air conditioning breaks down, he's ready to, he's right there with you (laughs) to put some cold rags on your back. So he's on it. Yes. Getting back into your experience, we're not going to dig into all the details. If you want to go back and listen to our naughty bonus episodes, it was episodes four and nine. Correct. Where I talked about my experiences in the plus one room at Naughty in New Orleans. And then in the future, we will have a very in-depth recap of the entire interactions there. 
Yes. So TJ uses a fun word. Yes, he does. He calls it dickmatized. Did you find me to be dickmatized when I was in you this room? You were absolutely <laughs> fucking dickmatized. And it came through in this interview, in my opinion. The oh. amount that you talked and just were enthralled by everything that... This interview happened almost 24 hours after our first experience in the Plus One room, before our second experience. Yes. You were completely mesmerized by what happened in that room still that 48 hours later. Well, I have to hand it to just that first gentleman who said something to me outside the room door because, like I said, I had this perspective. I had this idea in my head of what that room was going to be. And from that very first encounter outside the doors of that room, it completely changed my perspective and it made everything about that room so much easier to palette after that. You Mm -hmm. know, it was just... Oh, okay, wait, this isn't about a bunch of creepy single guys just wanting to get theirs in. It was totally not that at all. And this was a well vetted group of gentlemen that yeah. were there to please every woman at that event in any way they wanted to be pleased. Yeah, and not only were they well vetted in their ability to be gentlemen, but they were very good looking as well. Yes. So. And could fuck like rock could, stars as well. Yeah, they could. One of the things that I noticed after having several guys cycle through, I noticed how clean every one of them smelled. And that was huge because in this room, you are very aware that they are fucking other people. Mm -hmm. Like there's no doubt about it that once one left my side, he was definitely going to be next to somebody else or in somebody else's bed shortly. For there not to be a single scent of another woman on their penises, on their face, anywhere I never once smelled another woman on these gentlemen. It was fantastic. And both of our plus one room encounters were at the end of the night where these guys had definitely been working all night long. Oh, yeah. There was no doubt about it. These guys had been with other people. There was just no no scent of it. Now, we were able to get a little back room view. Yes. Now, at the end of this interview... When the microphones went off, I told TJ that one of your goals was a picture of eight or more hands on your body. He said, oh, we can make that happen. We'll just go in the locker room and take a quick picture. So after our second session, he took us back in the locker room, grabbed four guys and told them, okay. And he actually used it as a learning experience that sometimes the couple that you're with is going to want to pose different shots so they have that for them. So they all put their hands on you and I took pictures at all different angles and picked the best one. And you can find that one on Twitter. It's, It's the picture sure that you're laying there naked with eight hands on you. Now I have new goals of 12 and (laughs) 20 hands on you. I think it's going to be fantastic. Anyway, I loved as he was recapping one of the pies that he had set up where he brought the vase and then 12 guys stopped by and dropped the rose in as they fucked her. And she said, wow, did I really do all of that? All 12 of those guys. And he's like, yeah, you did. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) And all I'm thinking is, you know what? I'd be proud of you too if you did 12 as well. So. Gee, thanks. You're Gee. welcome. You earn it. You, you, so you earn that. <laughs> and the thing is that he just really, really focuses on making sure the woman is happy. And at the end of the night and the next day, they had meetings. We actually tried to schedule our interview with him earlier in the day. And he goes, eh, can't do it then. That's when all the guys are getting together before we go out to the other parties. They get together and they talk about what went right, what went wrong, and how to fix things. One of the things that he fixed, he talked to me that night, and as he was standing there with me watching what you were doing, he goes, it's really dark in here. Do you Would you want more light in here? I said, yeah, that would be a lot better. And I also said, and having a little bit more room in here so I'm not just kind of squeezed in the corner would be great too. And when we showed up two nights later, there was a light in the room so we could see clearly and... 
the bed was slid over a little more where the chair had plenty of access to be able to see everything. He really took everything into account. And I think that's what he does and why his men are as they are and why his experiences, I'm sure while his parties are probably just as great as they are, is he is constantly learning. He's constantly taking in feedback from everyone, women and men, because Mm -hmm. while this is my physical experience, you are experiencing it too. And the first night you stood near the bed and watched. And on the last night that you came in, just like you said, he had a chair there for you. He had light that was facing the bed so you could see the bed. And it didn't change the ambiance of the room that was still dark in the room. It was still nice, but just enough so you could experience Yes. What I was experiencing and see all the sexy things that turn you on. And I mean, this is why we do this. The reason why I fuck other men is because it turns you on. If you're not a part of this or if you're not thought about in this whole process, then they're missing something, right? There's a big key that they're missing. And TJ has really honed in on all of those details and how important they are to everyone's experience and why that brings everybody back to those experiences and wanting to do it again. I feel like he is like a coach to these single guys where he's like, all right, you know, he's slapping them on the ass. You're in, you're in, you're in. And like, he knows exactly which ones are going to work together. Well, he knows exactly which ones he's going to send my way. And it was funny because when he recorded the podcast, I really was under the impression that he was coming to our room, coming to record the podcast. He didn't have a whole lot of time and that that was it. We were, and then close it up and see him some other time during the event. And when he opened his bag, I think I became very aware that he came very prepared. He he was assuming we were going to record a quick 15 minute podcast and he would have another 45 minutes to fuck you. So I think there was a little bit of a letdown when we were saying our thank you very much for doing this and our goodbyes. And then that last night when we got to the plus one room, he made sure that uh, he did not miss out that night. And he was very prepared for me. And he pretty much tapped in all of the guys he knew that I would He was first in line and then made sure that that train continued just right. Yes, he was very good at that. I appreciate every part of that. So when you asked him about his favorite experience that he's had to date, now he's been doing this or in the lifestyle for how long? 15 years. You got to imagine he's seen a lot. Oh, yeah. And for him to come out with what I call musical (laughs) blowjobs in France sounds like a really fun time. Now, would you be down to participate in that or is that more I'm going to sit back and watch? Oh, gosh. Now, I didn't think I'd be down to participate in secrets riding a motor bunny in front of a whole group of people. So maybe. I don't know. I'll take maybe. (laughs) I I think it would depend on how many guys and how it all works. (laughs) Half hour blowjobs. That'd bring some chapstick. (laughs) So through our journey through the lifestyle, in the beginning, if a gentleman did not come with me, I was hurt. I took it personally. And yeah, I felt bad for the guy for not coming. This was another one of those learning experiences that I can kind of pop in that bucket where my perspective was completely changed on the idea that the guy with me has to come. It was nice to have the experience be about my pleasure where I didn't have to think about making that guy come. But in this case, I didn't have to think about all that. I didn't have to go through that whole thought process in my head. So it was really nice to have that change of pace and not be concerned about the gentleman coming or not. If he was going to come, great. If not, no biggie. Mm -hmm. Another thing he mentioned 
was that this could save a relationship. There are dozens of reasons how the lifestyle can help relationships and all that. But the one thing that I've noticed is when another man watches his wife with someone and sees how turned on someone else is by their wife, it really gives them a new appreciation for how attractive his wife is and how interested in his wife he is because he sees that other person hard as a rock going to town fucking his wife and his wife enjoying it and going, that's really fucking hot. I can't believe how beautiful she is in this situation. And it's one thing that I know I've personally seen countless times with you. Is that how you feel usually? It, yeah, 100% how I feel every time. Okay. One of the reasons why I love sharing. Not that I remember like, yeah, she's gross. Oh no, she's not. But <laughs> I was kind of curious. <laughs> like, <No. laughs> new appreciation, huh? <laughs> not new, but it really emphasizes how amazing you are watching you interact with other men and how much they want to continue to interact with you. Now, how much of your experience from the watching standpoint, do you feel like you get more out of because it's something you don't get to experience when you're part of it? Say I'm fucking you and I'm grinding my hips on you. You're seeing it from your perspective of however you are laying down or something like that, but then you get to see it from that upright, different perspective. Now you get to see full on like all ass and all that. This is- goes back to his fucking smell vision It 100% <laughs> is real live porn with the most amazing porn star in the world, which at the end of it, I get to fuck yeah, and will come riding my dick. It is a mind blowing experience sitting back, watching you enjoy yourself. And that's the key is you enjoying yourself. Because when it's a moment that you're like, nah, it's all right, or you're just completely out of it, it does absolutely nothing for me. I don't get turned on. I'm honestly at the point where like, all right, we can wrap this up whenever. Let's move on. Let's pick something different. Let's do something else. Let's find that thing that turns you on because that's what turns me on Mm -hmm. is your excitement and their excitement with you that makes me, oh, I can't wait till we have that reconnection and write these details down and think about these details. Re-listen to that audio recording. If I'm lucky enough to get video, watch that video again Mm -hmm. and think about it over and over and over again. So to recap, TJ will be having his heat event, her erotic art of taste in Cocoa Beach, Florida, January 11th through 14th, 2024. It is a full hotel takeover with a convention center next door that is going to have dance parties, things to eat, seminars, you name it. He is going to put on one hell of a party. We are hoping to be there. I'm hoping we can convince some of our other friends to come as well. Ron, Holly, maybe you guys. Tom and Lauren. RJ and Ashley. Maybe even Tori and Link. Guys, come on. Hopefully we can get a few of us to come. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining us for a Hump Day Quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4HUMPDAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy story.